ESPNNH.com and streaming live on your TuneIn app here on this Monday. Nice to have you with us today. It's very cold out, but also pretty sunny, as Mark Rosenthal just told you. I'm Christian Arcan, alongside the incomparable Tom King. Hello, Tom. Uh, Hello. How you doing, buddy? Uh, You did pretty good on the picks this weekend. Yeah. You had three out of four, right? Three out of four. Yeah, the only one I got right was Houston. That's right. Yep. Because the Giants, well, Giants folded like a cheap poker table. Yes. I thought I went on all week. I was talking about how great that Giants defense was, and they couldn't even defend a Hail Mary. That was awful. <laughs> that was awful. But you know what? A Hail Mary. They you know couldn't what? defend it. That's not where. I mean, it, look, it had a huge factor in the game. They couldn't defend anything, Tom. It's, no, they did. In the first half, they did. In the first half, play. they were fine right. until that Hail what, Mary. What happened? Ugh. Now I'm going to go. Now I'm going to go into the second half, too. Mm-hmm. Don't forget. They stopped Green Bay on fourth and, and short, all right, True. in their own territory, did, in their yeah. own territory. Mm-hmm. And then they scored right after that. So, all of a sudden, you got momentum, and you're up a point. What happens four plays later, Green Bay scores? Yep. It didn't take them long at all. It did not. And that's when the game essentially ended, right there. Mm-hmm. You talk about the Hail Mary, you know. The you know. myriad of drop passes. Oh, yeah, in the first half, you know. Yeah. But, I mean... That's where the game ended, right there, because it was there. They had established the fact that they had recovered defensively well enough to stop Green Bay on fourth and short, and then the offense said thank you very much and took advantage of it, Mm -hmm. and then the defense just folded up, and that's where they lost it. Now, the drop passes in the first half obviously cut down the point totals and everything else, but you know what? Aaron Rodgers looked like he was going to win that game no matter what. Yeah, he did. The only thing the Giants did uh, that may affect Green Bay going forward was taking out Jordy Nelson. He uh, that's he, just did. And yeah, I, I I tell you what, I still think Dallas is going to win on Sunday. You do? Yeah, because if Nelson plays, you think? Y- yeah, because Nelson's got to be full. He's not going to be full strength. I don't think. Sure. But here's the other thing: but Rogers is on fire. Rogers is oh, on fire, God. but you know what? That Green Bay defense, I don't think, is going to handle Dallas very well. Mm. I really don't. Um, you know, no Jordy Nelson in the defensive factor. I don't know. It's it's tough. I think it might be tough for Green Bay to win that football game. Yeah, you know, I I, I mean that's just. I mean, look, it's the first playoff game for for the two star rookies for Dallas. So who knows? But I don't know. I just think it might be tough. Yeah, probably will. Pretty bad weekend of football. Oh uh, yeah, not, average you know, margin of victory was know, nineteen points, seventy six total <laughs> points difference in the winners and the losers, which is the most. There's ever been since they extended the playoffs in 1990, since since expansion. That's the that, biggest margin of victory. That's because the, the least competitive wild card weekend there's ever been. Yeah, no, that's because the the the, the quality of play in the league has gone way down. It really has, and that yeah. is a great indicator right there. This is a mixture of not just uh, you know there's the there's the teams that snuck in, but also division winners. Right. You know, there's division winners out there getting mud stomped. Oakland got stomped. Detroit well, got well, hold stomped. On. Oakland. Lost their quarterback. I know they did. They lost their star. Yeah. All right, he was it. He but they weren't it. competitive. I mean, they didn't. You know, but they weren't. You know, once they fell behind, you know, and 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 realized, you know, when you when your defense is on the field a lot like that, that's that's tough. You mm-hmm. know, that's what happened to the Giants yesterday. Their defense was on the field an awful lot too. So you know that that's really hard to keep up. So that you know, but Oakland lost their star quarterback. Yeah, they should have. 
they should have stomped Houston and probably would have stomped Houston had they had Derek Carr in, it, in right. that game. Like the All Patriots right. are going to stomp Houston. Aren't yeah, they? exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's, I mean, the Patriots stomped Houston with, with Jacoby Brissett. That's right. You know, but I mean, so this is it. So they would have they would have done it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh, you know, even if it was on the road, it might have been a little tougher on the road, obviously, than yes. it is at home. But they st- I think Oakland still would have been Oakland still would have won and they would have been coming to uh, Gillette for a snowball two on Saturday night mm-hmm. or just a regular game or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Just a game. But but that's not going to, you know, you lose your quarterback. That's not going to happen. Right. The other wild card game, Miami had Matt Moore. I know. You know, now Matt Moore turned the ball over three times. I can't believe that Pittsburgh was able to stuff Miami's running back so well. I mean, they, they their uh, defense I, was impressive. I well, thought they I think better that, than I thought they'd be. I think that, you know, Ajayi and, and that offense, you know, they, they caught him. Yeah, I ran for 200 yards against they, them. Yeah, year. but they caught him. by That was in week six. Still. Yeah, it's way The NFL is totally. It's not like the Steelers' defense got better. Yeah, well, yeah, but it, it is in a way. They didn't know who Ajayi was back then. Don't forget, he was, he was set home. By Adam Gase, early in the season, mm-hmm. he didn't even make a trip. So I mean, they, that was his third two hundred yard game. They, of the but year. they had him pegged. They had him targeted. They knew that going into this game. He averaged under three yards a carry. Yeah, thirty three yards on sixteen carries. Right, thirty three yards on sixteen carries. That's almost bitter, two yards a carry in though. bitter cold, which yeah. they're not used to. Why Miami didn't come up and practice in, here? You know, in in, in the cold didn't bother Le'Veon Bell. No, because he's used to it. Yeah, these guys play it. Miami plays in warm weather. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to win that game. Yeah, you know, and Pittsburgh had all week to focus on this on on this one aspect of Miami's offense. A whole different deal than it is a regular season. True. Whenever you know, early in the season, when when that was going when that was the case. Did Yates come into that game? I don't even because yeah, Moore uh, got hurt. Yeah, he, he came in for down. one play. He came in for one play. Okay, and Moore I saw him warming in. up on the sideline, and then I looked away and look, I looked back, and he was and Moore was back. Look, in. Moore's look. Moore's a good back. I mean, he's a he's a good backup quarterback. You want a backup quarterback? He's a guy to have. Sure, you know, he's not going to win you a playoff. But he's not. Well, he's not going to win you a playoff game when you're mm-hmm. down 14 points already. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's tough. And Miami had a chance to get back in the game. He turned the ball over late in the first half. Mm-hmm. They could have cut that lead to, to a touchdown at yeah. halftime. The least competitive wild card weekend there's ever been. And I got to experience it all in the Big Apple this weekend, Tom. You want to hear about my weekend? Oh, my God. What the heck were you doing there? So Friday night, first of all, um, I do this late night show in Boston. And on Fridays, I get off at 12. And I have been all week long just dying to go see this concert Friday night in Cambridge. Uh, it's this group called the Beat Nuts that I really like. I don't know if I ever played you any of their songs. No. But uh, it's a rap the beats, group. They're from the New York. Beats and the Nuts or the, the Beat Nuts? nuts. Oh, all right. B E A T N U T S. And uh, they were performing at the Middle East Nightclub in Cambridge. And um, there's two rooms there's a downstairs, uh, ground floor, and an upstairs. And they were performing upstairs. And so I get there at around 12 15. I drove right over from Brighton. And I walk right up and I said, I have one ticket for the Beat Nuts. And the guy looked at me and said, We're over capacity. You can't get in. <laughs> and I said, You had a ticket? I said, Don't you know who I am? No, it wasn't. It was first come, first serve. Oh, first come, first serve. Yeah. Okay. And I said, don't you know who I am? I'm Christian Arcand, host of Christian and King on ESPN That'll New get you right in. And also the WEEI late night program in Boston. And the doorman was very impressed. There you go. But he still couldn't let me. <laughs> You're kidding me, really? Oh, no. my God. I didn't actually say any of that. 
I just sort of turned around. I said, is there anything I can do? Can I bribe you? Can I do anything? He goes, right. no, it's fire marshal. So. Right, I, right. I, exactly. I missed the show. A show I was that's really looking bad. forward to. I couldn't go. And I, I figured that's okay. Cause tomorrow, what time did the show start? The show started at uh, 10.30. Uh, how long were they playing for? They played until probably like one or two. Oh, they played out long? Two yeah. and a half hours? Sure. Oh, wow. Okay. But there was opening acts. I mean, it was a whole thing. Right, right. So uh, I, I left, and I went home, and I thought, well, that's okay, because tomorrow I have to get on the road early. I'm going to New York with what I thought what the plan was, is I was going with my girlfriend to New York City to go. She went to college in, in New York, and she told me that there was an alumni event that her best friend was speaking at, okay. her best friend who lives there. All right. So that was what I thought was happening. Right. So I go home, I go to sleep, I get up the next morning, pack my bag, I go uh, pick up the lovely Cindy down in Boston, and we get out on the road, and it's starting to snow, but it's not too bad. And we're driving, and it's, you know, getting worse. And Oh, yeah, the further south you went, yeah. the worse it got. The further west, and so we, got to, oh, yeah. we got to 84. There was a 25-car pileup on 91. Oh, great. 25 cars. Yep. No, I, I, Which I, we admit, we avoided that, but we're going around, we're driving, yeah. and I still think we're going to this thing. And we've been in the car for three hours, and we're not even to Hartford yet. What time was the thing supposed to be? Uh, eight o'clock. I don't know. Oh, it was, it was at night. Yeah, right, it was so night, you weren't so you weren't rushing to make it on time. No, 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 right, no. Okay. We weren't rushing to make that. All right, okay. Um, so we're driving, and the hours are ticking by, and it's going really slow, and we're getting you know there's accidents all over the place, or whatever. And after three hours, I said, "Listen, I gotta I gotta stop driving for a second. I thought we'd be closer by now. We got all this way to go. Can you drive for a little way?" She goes, "Yeah, fine. I'll drive part way." So. We pull over at, like, a gas station. <clears throat> I get in the passenger side. I doze off for, like, I don't know, 45 minutes. Yeah. I wake up to her shaking me going, Christian, everyone's canceling. Everyone's canceling. <laughs> and I said, what are you talking about? Everyone's canceling. There was no alumni event. There right. was no thing at the college. She had planned a surprise birthday party for me in New York City, invited all my friends, my family, my parents, all these people. And outside of my parents, my brother, and two of my friends who already lived in New York, everyone else got stranded and couldn't make it. That's a so we're, of a party. We're driving. We've been in the car for about four hours at this point. Yeah. And she spills the whole thing. Oh, she does. Yeah. Huh? She tells me all about it. She tells me I've been working on this since October. I've tried. I got everybody. Well, and they she all saw the qu- weather forecast all week. She must have, or late in the week, she must have gone nuts. Yeah. She must have gone nuts late yeah. in the week. She no, planned it way in advance. Knowing that this was going to, you know. Uh, no and as it got closer and closer and closer, uh, she just, you know. That's why and we never... were hoping, because in New York, they said we we're only going to get about an inch. But even in New York, they got about three, four inches. Oh, New York? Was... I thought they got buried in New York. They didn't get buried. But in the oh, city, okay. it was about, you know, they, they expected only an inch or two, but it ended up getting like four or five. And so. Why, I, why, why, why have it in New York? I don't know. We, I, I like going to New York. Like, she knows yeah. I, I like going there. Yeah. But and we, plus, I have a lot of friends who are from, like, D.C. and other places, and it's just sort of an easier oh, place Oh, they could have come up that to. way. Oh, yeah. I see. Because right. they say if you had it here, I mean, you don't have to worry about it. Right. And you wouldn't have, and it would have been fine, but everybody still wouldn't have been able to make it. No, that's true. You know, if they were traveling Saturday, they would have that's gotten true. stranded no matter that's, where the that, thing was. That's so true. It didn't make much of a difference there. So <laughs> I get hit with all of this. I wait. I get woken up, and she tells me, and I'm sitting there processing all of this yeah oh, of course a that she had planned a birthday party b that no one could make it and c and this was the funniest part my parents were making the same drive we were my mother father and brother were in the car and they were actually on the road with us and i didn't notice i'm driving they're along, driving behind you and they were on the same road and they saw me a few times oh that's <laughs> and funny. they were like hiding their face like in ferris bueller oh, you know and so i'm just driving along. i have no idea and then finally she tells me 
and I'm thinking, God, oh man, like and all this stuff. Like I felt bad for her because oh, the whole sure. thing was screwed up. I felt bad that my friends couldn't make it. I was happy that someone had set up something for me. I thought it was really bad. But then I realized we still yeah, got because you know you know damn well I wouldn't have. Of course, yeah. <laughs> but then I realized we still got three more hours in the car. Oh, more than that, probably if the yeah. weather's bad, you know. And how long were you in the car? How long did the trip take? Seven hours. Oh man, oh you couldn't pay me enough to do that. Now I it took seven hours, and we couldn't turn back. I mean, I once, had a hockey. Once we were committed, I, we couldn't turn. I around. had a hockey game at St. A's, yeah, uh, North Saigon against Goffstown, and I thought they would would postpone it, but they didn't, you know, because it wasn't supposed to be that bad. Mm-hmm. But the driving was bad. Yeah, and coming back. It was the longest. I mean, I hadn't been driving in that kind of weather uh, for that kind of distance, even from St. A's to Nashville, mm-hmm. in a long time, because we haven't had it in a long time. And, uh, oh, man, you know how the roads are up here once you sure. cross the New Hampshire state line. Of course. And Route 3 was all. In fact, Route 3 had an icy uh, seven or eight car fatal accident on uh, Sunday morning uh, at 8 o'clock. But Saturday night, it was just brutal. And that's here mm-hmm. with three or four inches. So I, once you got there. Driving all that way, I can't, I can't imagine how bad it was. It just had to be really horrible. Yeah, ah, that's so, it was it was brutal. So so where was the where was the party? The party ended up being at this uh, Italian restaurant. It was a hundred year old Italian restaurant called Jeans, which uh-huh. I, you, I bet you would have liked. And uh, after I, that, I, I think I was there when it opened. You probably were. Yeah, yeah. I was. you were the busboy. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, and some of my friends live in New York, so they were there. So it wasn't a total lie. Like some of them made it. Right. And my parents made the entire drive for seven hours too with my brother. And uh, so there was about nine of us. There was supposed to be like twenty, but there ended up being nine of us, which is right. fine. I mean, it was fine. And so we get there. We had this wonderful dinner. And then afterwards, my parents peeled off and they went back to their Airbnb, and the rest of us went to this bar called the Radio Bar. It's called WXOU Radio Bar, and it was a dive bar, basically, over in, uh, I don't even remember where it was, Tribeca, maybe? And uh, it was like an old radio station. That was oh, like the theme the, of it. The theme of it, they Yeah, they had bar, like a right? clock that said WXOU, right, and, like, right. you know, and there was an old jukebox, and it was just a really sort of classic old bar, and uh, right. we had a great time. We had been in the car for seven hours, so let me tell you, we were we were drinking. You know, it wasn't. Oh, I bet. Oh, I'm <laughs> was, sure that's a, that's. A, as soon as we got to the hotel, we stayed a, in a hotel right next to the World Trade Center, by the way, and uh, it was a hotel with a pool. And my girlfriend knows me. She knows the one thing I love more than anything like else pools? in the world is hotel pools. Hotel pools. I love hotel indoor pools. pools or outdoor pools. Either one. It Either doesn't one. Matter. I like an outdoor one for sure, but an indoor it, it doesn't matter. If I go somewhere and I stay in a hotel and that hotel has a pool, I am going in that pool. I will swim in that pool, even if it's full of people. And this one was. There was about two dozen people in this pool. It was this whole big family that came down. On a down Saturday, there. snowy Saturday on night in New York. Saturday in New York City, I jumped right I jumped right in. What time was it? And I was splashing around. It was like 6.30, 7 o'clock. Oh, okay. It was in the evening. All right. I thought yeah. it was, if it was, like, it was like midnight, I would have said, okay, I jumped in. I was splashing and doing cannonballs and yep. everything. I was the man. I was very happy. That's good. And then uh, we cracked open the mini bar because seven hours in the mini bar, you bet your ass, or seven hours in the car. Saturday night, you seven, bet we're getting in Saturday that mini night bar. Saturday night at 7.30, I was shoveling. Yes. And doing laundry. Mm-hmm. And watching a bad football game. I was frolicking in a pool with dozens of people that I'd never met before. Right. There you go. And then uh, then after that, I was I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Sunday morning, we uh, got up moving very slowly, checked out of the hotel, went over to this uh, Red Sox bar called Professor Tom's. Which I thought was ironic. Yeah. I have nothing to do with that bar, unfortunately. And it was—it's uh, like a hardcore Boston bar, right in the East Village. And we uh, watched some football there, 
And then we drove back, and we stopped at Rain's Deli in Connecticut. Rain's, got some, Rain's, Rain's Deli. We got some pastrami sandwiches, and then we went the rest yeah, which of the I way. Which uh, st- I can't it's even. It's Rain's? I thought it was Rain's Deli all Rhines. this time. I've never actually heard anybody say it before. Yeah, I thought it was Rain's. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Whatever it was, it's delicious. I could stop there all the time. I should oh, yeah. Now, when I used to cover uh, the Pride, and uh, Ken Kale and I would go, uh, the broadcaster for the Pride right. and public address announcer at Holman for a long time, and he and I would, uh, in fact, he, you know, he's obviously rating monarchs, play-by-play guy, everything else. He, uh, he and I would go, uh, if we had to go to Bridgeport, we'd make the trip that way and mm-hmm. uh, always would stop at Ryan's on the way I'll there say on the way back. I was there while the Giants game was on. Uh, it was uh, pretty... Pretty sad group of people in yeah, Ryan's over in the back bar area where the TVs are. People yeah. not, uh, not, no, not not feeling happy. too good. No, no, not happy. Although I was happy with the first half, even though even with you know the Hail Mary, obviously that was bad. Was bad, but I could take the first half until that Hail Mary, and then once it was fourteen thirteen, I said, "Hmm, we got mm. ourselves a football game here. Let's sure. see what happens. You yeah. know, let's see if they can." See, they're going to hold Rodgers down and see what happens when they get the ball back. Because they were beating the Green Bay corners deep a lot of times. Right. They, they, had, they had their opportunities, but no, nah, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. You can't, you can't win um, football games, obviously, with the drop passes. But the Giants' offense just isn't good enough. They don't run the ball very well, and they don't have a tight end. And it really showed up. And, you know, when you're... When you, you you need to help out your defense, especially after Cromartie, Rogers Cromartie went down. Yeah. You need to help out your defense and run the ball a little bit, you know, and be able to run the ball and time of possession. The Giants were like, not you know, happening. No, bottom third of time of possession for this year. Mm-hmm. You know, they were awful at it. Patriots, one of the successes they've had this year is their running game. Yeah. You know? So, you know, all those things, you know, that, that, that shows you the importance. It's a league where you can score a lot of points, given the rules and everything else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of times when you do that, your defense is not still on the field too long. Sure. So you need to be able to run the football, especially this time of year. The Giants couldn't do it. Yeah, they really couldn't at all. Who is the Perkins guy? He sucks. UCLA. God, he's awful. He, I, they should go with the veteran Rashad Jennings. Jennings at least got a couple of pickups. I mean, he Perkins, a Perkins of was Perkins, uh, two yards and down yeah, every single I know. time. Perkins was their guy late in the year. They he's, went to him because Jennings sucked. didn't run well. But they should go with the veteran in this game. Mm. You know, yeah, uh, tough, tough look for them. Yeah, tough, tough end of the season. Tough end of the season for them the way it, the way it went because they played a pre- they had a pretty good year. Yeah, you know, but that's the way you know. Look, that's the way it is. And, and they're a team the, that I don't know what they're going to be like. Next I don't know either. No um, idea. They're going to have to invest in their offense. Their defense has got you know whether their defense can play as well next year or not. I don't know. They're going to have to rely on that. Um, obviously, there's a lot of talk about the boat thing. The only mm-hmm. thing the boat thing had an effect on was perception. That's all. You know, yeah. that was just perception. It didn't have any effect on the game or anything like that. You know, I mean, Beckham just played a bad game. Yeah, I think what the boat thing did was put a little bit too much pressure on those receivers. They put too much pressure on themselves. Then all of a sudden they realize, uh oh, we got to do something here. And of right. course they drop. Then when you do that, you drop passes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah, the, yeah, exactly. the end of it, right? Yeah, there. that's it. You know, and and uh, the drop passes, the hail mary, but the defense missing Rogers Cromartie really hurt. Yeah, and uh, they just weren't able to, to stop Green Bay later in the game. Uh, Want to have a little pop quiz here, Tom? Yeah, sure, go ahead. All right. I can't name any Texans. No, you don't have to name any Texans. All right. I want you to tell me which team uh, of the teams, the remaining AFC teams. Yes. Tell me the last time each of them were in the AFC championship game. Uh, Houston has never been in the that AFC is correct. championship Houston's game. Houston's never been there. That's Patriots one. Patriots was last year, obviously. Yep. 
Ah, let's see. The Steelers, the last time they were in the AFC Championship game. I would say that had to be four years ago? Nope. No? 2010. 2010, six years ago. Okay. All right, six years ago. Kansas City, the last time they were in the AFC Championship game, Joe Montana was their quarterback. Yes! And it would have been, you know, years wise. Marcus Allen was their running back. Yeah, years wise, I would say it was in the late 1980s, correct? It was. Or 1990. Buffalo was the team and beat them. You're right there. You're right on the edge. And and I'd say say 1991, 1990. Up, 92, 93? Yes, 1993. Okay, it was in that time, you know. Schottenheimer was the coach. Yes, yep. Oh, yeah. Marcus Allen was the running back. Yep, it was, yep. Exactly. And, and and Montana was the quarterback. And Montana was the quarterback. That's the last time they were in the AFC Championship. I think their big receiver was Willie Davis. I don't remember that. Yeah, 1993, that's the last time they were in the conference. And it was Montana's last game, I believe. I think it was his last football game. Really? I think it was. I don't Let's think he came back. That, to, does that make sense? I don't think he came no, he back. No, played, he played in 94. He did. Yep. All right, okay. And then it was it. That right. was it. It was over after that. All right. Then Steve Bono was their quarterback. Then Steve Elvis, Bono. Steve Bono. Yep. Elvis Gerback. Yep. Yeah. Some Bono, dark, yeah. Dark Bono, days in Kansas City. Yeah, Bono, well, Bono and Gerback weren't too bad, but I mean, it was just, you know, Montana was, he was traded to the Chiefs. Right. So, at his request. Because mm-hmm. Young had been de- declared the starter because Montana had all sorts of back injuries and back sure. problems. So, but that was, yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah. And that was it. So, the Steelers made it in 2010. Right. The Chiefs in 93. The Houston Texans never, and the Patriots have been to the AFC Championship game in five of the last seven years. Yeah. So, you know, just in case you're wondering what the, if there's a difference here, if the Patriots don't make it to the Super Bowl, it will be a massive, massive failure. Right? Can we at least can we oh, all I, agree I, on that? I think so. I think this is, this, it's, all, it's all paved for them. The, yeah. the, the, the it way really is, should be. The way is paved. You got Roethlisberger, you know, in the walking boot. I didn't even know he got hurt in that game. I didn't pay attention to the last quarter yeah. of that football game. He said he's going to play. He so, probably is. Oh, I'm sure he's going to play. You kidding me? Um, yeah. As for Jordy Nelson, if he's going to play in the uh, in that other game, then I don't know. That's we'll going to be a doctor's decision, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got to take a break. 603-883-9900 is your phone number. 883-9900. You can text in at 845-827-1250. It's Christian and King. We're back after this. You're listening to Christian and King on 1250 Manchester, ESPN New Hampshire. I'm Chris Rose with NFL Network on the Westwood One Radio Network. Wildcard Weekend closed out Sunday with a pair of frigid games. Things started in chilly Pittsburgh where the Steelers dominated the Dolphins 30-12. Le'Veon Bell ran the rock for 167 yards and two scores in his first playoff game, while fellow Killer B, Antonio Brown, broke off two long touchdowns early to give the men a steal a 14-zip lead. With the win, Pittsburgh will travel to Kansas City Sunday, while the Texans are heading to New England to take on the top seed, the New England Patriots, on Saturday. And things didn't warm up in Green Bay, but that didn't matter for Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers threw for four scores, including a Hail Mary to Randall Cobb at the end of the first half. Your final, 38-13 over the New York Giants. The Packers have now won seven straight games and will face the Dallas Cowboys next Sunday, while the Seattle Seahawks will visit Atlanta Saturday afternoon. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. 
This good economic news presents a unique financial opportunity for you. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.25%, APR 4.43%. Call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN to see how much we can lower your mortgage payment. For seven years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the third year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS consumer access. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit appletherapy.com. All right. Our Student Athlete of the Month is Uta Sharma of Bishop Girton, one of the better Cardinals on the soccer field and one of the better Cardinals in the classroom, so to speak. What do you think the difference was between this year and, and in years past with BG Soccer? I think, like... Really, this year in particular, the senior class like was able to come together and uh, like kind of lead the team to some newfound success. Uh, like after struggling like so long together, I kind of like knew that it was going to be like someone had to step up, and I kind of like wanted to fulfill that role, like mm. especially my senior year. You're going to Johns Hopkins. What strives you in the class and what keeps you attentive? I've always been kind of interested in like the math and science side of things, but I like have taken some tough liberal arts kind of courses as well, like mm. Latin and stuff. How's the Latin class? That sounds tough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty tough. What made you settle on Johns Hopkins? I visited there and did like a couple campus tours, and I'm really like excited to be in Baltimore. Like, it's a really fast growing city. It's like a lot of things are happening. Obviously, it's like a great school. Wooded Sharma of Bishop Gurdon is our Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Hey, American Express card members, there's never been a better reason to get out and shop small in your neighborhood. Because now, through December 31st, you could earn two times your rewards when you shop small with an enrolled American Express card. Learn more and enroll your eligible card today at AmericanExpress.com slash ShopSmallOffer. It always feels two times as good to support local stores, and now it's two times as rewarding. Prepaid and corporate cards, cards issued by other financial institutions. The Plum Card and certain other cards are not eligible. Reward cap and other terms apply. New York peace of mind. Let's discuss a little bit of the Derek Rose trade. I think he needed to start fresh. I think New York is the perfect place for him. He loves being in a city. He loves being under the bright lights. I think him, Mello, and Porzingis is an interesting, you it's know, interesting. it's a curious how everybody melts yeah. together. He has been a league average point guard, but as we were touching on already, is significantly better than what the Knicks had. Starting now, the Knicks are in a much better place than they were three days ago. Every Saturday from 2 to 4, here on ESPN New Hampshire. The Red Sox, Patriots, Bruins, 
and Celtics. No one talks our teams better than our team. It's ESPN New Hampshire. Christian and King, ESPN, New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Good to have you with us here this afternoon. Uh, we were talking about the uh, slate of games that was here in the uh, wild card weekend. Pittsburgh Steelers will advance. They'll play the Kansas City Chiefs uh, Saturday. No, sorry, sorry, Sunday. It's a Sunday game. But one of their coaches may not be there. I'm, of course, talking about Joey Porter. Mr. Sunshine himself, Joey Porter, who you may remember from uh, the old Steelers teams back in the early 2000s, played with the Dolphins for a while, big-time Patriots hater, hates the Patriots. He's one of those guys who thought, you know, I think he's one of the guys who said that the Patriots should have to give their rings back, you know, really thinking that one through all the way. Uh, Joey Porter. After the game, went to a bar in Pittsburgh and drunkenly attacked a bouncer. Thanks, Tom. Nice of you to join us. Anytime. I, you know, I saw the thing about Joey Porter, and I was like, <laughs> here's how bad I am about where these guys are now. I was like, I didn't know he was still playing. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Porter. 39-year-old Joey Porter. He's, he's an adult, okay? This is, not a, this is not some young kid here. Was... Uh, handcuffed during the 9.30 p.m. assault at the Flats on Carson, that's the name of the bar in Pittsburgh, hours after his team's win over the Dolphins at Heinz Field. The bar's security called police due to an unruly customer assaulting the doorman. The patron was identified as 39-year-old outside linebacker coach Joey Porter. He was booked into Allegheny County Jail on multiple assault charges in addition to resisting arrest and public drunkenness. The Beaver County Times initially reported that Porter fought with a police officer during the arrest. Spokesman for the Steelers said the team is aware of the arrest. We're still gathering information as it pertains. We'll have no further comment until we get more details. Who cares? <laughs> He's an assistant coach. Porter was released on a $25,000 bond, has a court appearance scheduled for January 19th. Sorry, right. that season will be over with by then. He uh, was arrested in 2012. After a one-season stint in uh, with the Car- Arizona Cardinals, he was in Bakersfield, California, his hometown. Which, by the way, I don't know if you've ever been to Bakersfield, California. That's the where one uh, of the worst places ever. <laughs> this is the town where Bush Hobson lives now. Is it really? Yeah, at least oh. they, at least he moved there from Nashville. I don't know if he's God. still there. Bakersfield. He's back is... in uh, Affiliated Ball, by the way. That's a scary town. I mean. Hobson is back in Affiliated Ball. Is he? Yeah, I'll be in my notes. For, I'll be in my notes. For the game. Okay, great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's I haven't been there. What's it like? What? Why is it scary? What is it? What is it? Just I drove kinda, through it and just kind of run down. It's a rundown, trashy, just sort of nasty. That nasty exists town. in California. Yeah, Central California. It really does. Really, Central California is tough. It's not. I mean, there's the Ugh. there's the north and the south, but everything in between there is kind of kind of rotten. Right. It's right. not. It's not much fun. Oh boy. I'll take New Hampshire over Central California. I'll take most places over Central California. I'll take Tampa, Florida right now. It looks nice and sunny down It there. certainly does. Anyway, Joey Porter uh, in jail, I guess, or I don't know if you know. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just, you know. 25K. Yeah, big deal. And also, they said he was uh, booked on making terroristic threats. 
terroristic threat. Look, Joey Porter sober was a nut on the field. True. So once he gets liquored up, I'd be a little scared about what he what he could do. Yeah. Aggravated assault, simple assault, resisting arrest, public drunkenness, disorderly conduct, and making terroristic threats. Oh, well. What, he said he had a bomb strapped to himself or something? Uh, who knows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. It's... <laughs> By the way, he's only the outside linebacker coach. He probably told people they would have to sit across the table from... from you have an outside from, linebacker coach and an inside linebacker coach? From the head coach. Yeah, yeah. Outside linebacker. I thought it was just a linebacker coach. I don't know. You, well, you, yeah, if you want to have two linebacker coaches, you have an outside guy and you have an inside guy. Well, it's clearly, when, Joey Porter. It's when, one is for when the linebackers play outdoors, right. and the other one is when the linebackers play in a dome stadium. It's an important distinction. It is. It really is. Uh, Joey Porter, man, great great example for the uh, players on this team. Good guy for everyone to look up to. You know. Oh, yeah. Multiple yeah. DUIs, getting in bar fights after a win. After a win! I know. What happened if they lost? You would have killed somebody. Probably. Assaulting a doorman? What are you doing? Probably. What was the problem? They wouldn't let him in? They wouldn't let him out? <laughs> or they told him to leave? They probably told him to leave. Probably, yeah. That's what happened. They probably the, the, He was the, probably drunk being a the ba- yeah, the bouncer, in the bar. The bouncer and told him to, him to leave, go, yeah. and that's when it all happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, Mike Tomlin. That's, you know, that's... And then he did what I did at the Beat Nut Show. He said, don't you know who I am? That's right. Joey Porter. Yep. He said, get the hell out of here. I know. And that's the worst. When someone important is in the bar and you have to remove them. That's a that's a bad le- you know that's just tough yeah because yeah well especially if because you Steel- want guys from the Steelers to come into the bar right yeah, you exactly. want that to happen you, you want, want it to right, be a place exactly. where people come hey you might see Joey Porter you might see you know exactly Ben you want, you want that here. to be an attraction but when Porter acts like that you know that's not good and then you got to and not only do you have to kick him out and lose the connection to the Steelers you also got to deal with an angry drunk thirty nine year old former middle linebacker right you know who's still pretty pretty good shape. And, you know, and Mike Tomlin's stare if he come, happens to come over and you know, right. give you a hard time. Indeed. Yep. Mike Tomlin looked like he was having the best time of his life. Every time they cut to the sideline, he had this big, dumb big, grin on yeah, his no, face. Because he knew he was playing, he's yeah. playing a bad team. Yes, he was. Oh, uh, well, I mean, hey, look, the Dolphins did a good job to get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, nobody expected them to be in it. If you, if you were to tell me at the beginning of the season that two teams out of the AFC East were going to make the playoffs, I would have said, I don't think so. You know, maybe I would have said the Jets, maybe. You know, ahead of ahead of Miami. Yeah. So, you know. But you know, whether they can, you know, whether all these teams can make it back again next year, who knows. I don't think Bill O'Brien is going to coach Houston next year. And it's not because he doesn't, you know, because he doesn't, uh, or because they, want, they don't want him to. Mm-hmm. It's because he doesn't want to deal with them. Yeah. I told you, there was... I I think that there was um, acrimony over the acquisition of Osweiler. I don't think Osweiler was the guy O'Brien wanted. Probably not. He was forced on him, and you know, because they never brought him in to talk to but him. Then again, what what better option did they have? I you know that's just it. Yeah, you know, but they never brought him in to talk to him and everything else, and so you know that's that's what happened. So then they have Osweiler, you know, Osweiler for all that money really kind of hamstrings him spending wise. Mm-hmm. And they're stuck. And Osweiler, uh, you know, all right, he looked okay on Saturday night, but he didn't look great. Right. You know, on Saturday afternoon, he didn't look, he didn't look really I'll great. say this. I, I bet you on some level, Belichick is a little relieved that now he doesn't have to try and go into that room and convince everybody that Connor Cook's good. 
<laughs> you know, oh, like, sure. At least now we can walk in there and be like, that's their starting quarterback. This guy beat us last year. There's some, right, thought, there's there's some, some things st- he can say. Right, this, there was exactly. nothing he could have said about Connor Cook. No, not at all. No. Connor Cook, well, unless his first he, name and his last well, name are the same letter. I mean, unless Cook had a unless great, he had a great, great game, game yeah, against NB Houston, he mm-hmm. could have said that. Right. You know? But other than that, no. He couldn't have done it. No. So, that's... Ah, boy. It's just... It's just Everybody wonders why Wild Card Weekend was so bad. It's because the league is bad. It is. It's not that good right now. Texter says, Arkan, you may have missed the concert, but you didn't miss your chance to beat nuts in the great, oh boy, the great Acres Brothers. Yes. That was pretty funny there, Acres Brothers. Yes, they're in more, one of them is in mourning right now. I would know? imagine, yes. That's, you know, of all the teams that, that are out, I really feel a little bit for the Raiders. because yeah, I do too. Because they, they basically had the rug pulled out from under mm-hmm. them. They just had the rug just pulled right out. Yeah. Like the, the Lions, they have no one to blame. Lions, no. The Lions choked. Yeah. You know, the uh, the Texans and, and the Raiders, that game was going to be a game where you just hope someone, you someone had that, to win, right? I you thought know, that like, maybe yeah. Cook, for some reason, because he, you know, would, would just, you know, start, start throwing the ball over the place, not mm-hmm. care, and, and, and come up with something. And you know what? If Tom Savage started that game, Cook might have been good enough. He might have been. But Osweiler just was a little better. He ran for a touchdown. He did a couple of things out there that, you know, he didn't look like he was worth $20 million, but he, worked, he looked like he Osweiler was. Osweiler can't read defense. No, he can't. He's not. I mean, He can't do it. And he goes back there to throw. I watched that game against the, the Patriots from early the first quarter I'm behind the Houston offense as they're moving away from me down the field and I'm watching him just drop back and look and look and look and not not really see anybody can do you mm-hmm. know he he can't he couldn't read anything and it was awful yeah you know he threw the ball 40 times in that game and they came up with zero points zero I know and this was before the this is when the Patriots defense was still sort of figuring. And everybody out. was like, "Yeah, right, right, exactly." That was Jamie Collins' best game of the year. They beat them with Jacoby Brissett mm-hmm. as their starting quarterback. Yeah, twenty-seven other running the ball into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Now Houston has a good defense. They do. No, they do. That was Brady's, that was unusual that they lost that game. Exa- that way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But but they lost that game that way because JJ Watt couldn't play very well, and they put him out there. Mm-hmm. And once he said, "See you later," I think they reorganized yeah. things, and they okay. We, and now, they got better. And they got better because yeah. they had somebody at that position who could play. Yeah. You know, and then Clowney took Clowney all of a sudden took over. By the way, did you see Jadavian Clowney being interviewed after the game? No, I did not. Okay, he's getting interviewed on the field by Dilfer and Randy Moss and those guys. He was like a foot taller than all of those guys and bigger than them. He didn't. It, it looked like he was being interviewed by high school students. Uh, he, These are former players. You know, he is. He was towering. He over surprised them. me. I thought his career was wasn't going to take off, and he's he's really become yeah. a, a star player. He really has. You know, and um, and listen, Houston, that's a good defense. The problem Houston has is their offense is so bad. Yeah, they can't keep. They can't match points. You know, they can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think their defense is quite good and enough. Kansas to, City's going to have the same problem when they play the Patriots. They will. Uh, I don't know if they'll have that same problem with the Steelers, though. Do you think Kansas <sighs> City will, will have trouble scoring points against Pittsburgh? No. I think Pittsburgh's At home, defense, I think they can do it. Yeah. Pittsburgh's defense isn't that good. You know good. what? Pittsburgh stuffed Miami. Pittsburgh made Miami. They couldn't do anything. Pittsburgh's defense isn't that good on the road. And you know what? Without Joey Porter, 
get yeah. those linebackers because he's the maybe outs- they'll rally around their incarcerated. Well, he's the outside coach. linebackers coach, and they're playing outside again, so they're going to need. That's true. Porter there will be outside. Really coach. Right, it'll be so. an outdoor game. That's right. very true. So that's you know they're going to need Joey Porter. Yeah, yeah. Got to think of these things before you get exactly. into a bar fight after you win a playoff game. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred is the phone number. We will circle back to the NFL and the Patriots matchup with the Houston Texans next hour. Coming up next, however, we have notes from the Kingdom. Tom King getting you caught up on what's going on here in New Hampshire. That's next. You're listening to Manchester's home of the Boston Bruins. It's ESPN New Hampshire. Your NBC Sports Radio update starts now. Finally, the final as the college football season comes to a close tonight with a national championship game in Tampa. The first ever rematch, Alabama and Clemson kickoff from Raymond James Stadium is at 8 p.m. Eastern. Off the field, the class of 2017 for the College Football Hall of Fame has been announced with Peyton Manning and Steve Spurrier topping the list. You can add the name of North Carolina's Mitch Trubisky to the list of players leaving early for the NFL draft. Only eight teams left in the NFL playoffs. The divisional round comes up this weekend. NBA tonight, Russell Westbrook and the Thunder are in Chicago, but Jimmy Butler is going to be a game-time decision for the Bulls with a bad cold. And the Nets have decided to release former number one pick Anthony Bennett. The Knicks at home tonight to host Anthony Davis and the Pelicans. I'm Jeff Biggs, NBC Sports Radio. If you're looking to sell your car, come into CarMax, where we'll buy your car even if you don't buy one from us. We take the stress of selling and turn it into a completely pressure-free experience. I like to compare it to the feeling of a shiatsu massage or a deep tissue. None of that regular tissue nonsense. We're talking about a vehicle appraisal in as little as 30 minutes and a written offer that's good for seven days at any CarMax nationwide. Ah, yep, that's the spot. CarMax. Drive what's possible. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com. The Have you been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? Well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, paint and supplies, window treatments, and especially wallpaper and flooring. They offer wall coverings for your commercial, designer, and residential properties and work with top brands to give you the floor that you're looking for. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry and Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now, and if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take up to 60 days to get approved. That's crazy! We truly are in the business to lend money and put cash in your hands instantly. Bring in any item and we'll give you cash. We also give you four months before making your first payment. Call or come see us today. Our reputation is impeccable. Lowell Jewelry and Loan on Merrimack Street. 
Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Visit NHAB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters. Visit our online job bank at NHAB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employers. Students, visit NHAB.org to apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. You're listening to Manchester's home of the Boston Celtics. It's ESPN New Hampshire. Back here, it's Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. And it's about quarter of one, which means it's time to do what we do every day at quarter of one. And that's get you caught up on what's going on here in New Hampshire. And with that, it's Tom King, Notes from the Kingdom. Message for you, sir. King in the castle, king in the castle. Notes from the Kingdom. Well, uh, Saturday was kind of a helter-skelter type day with all the... uh, some postponements and snow and everything else. And uh, one of the things that uh, happened was uh, Division in Division Two Goffstown remained unbeaten by beating Division One in hockey, North Southhegan. Okay, and that was a six to one game. It was actually a little closer than that until the third period. It was three to one after two, and all of a sudden Nick Nault from Goffstown. Scored two goals in the third period and added an assist, and Goffstown stays goes to four and zero in Division Two, and they win a big game. Now, high school basketball, the game of the weekend, Nashua South against Bedford Boys. South at home has an eight point lead with two minutes to play. In high school basketball, that's usually a cinch. Bedford comes back to win 49-48. Wow. And a, a tough, heartbreaking loss for South. That Bay, is tough. But a <laughs> a big win for the Bulldogs uh, in Division One. Also, Portsmouth with a 71-50 win over Nashua North uh, out on the Seacoast. And the Clippers, really good shooting team. A uh, team that can really uh, uh, put the ball in the basket. Uh, and they've done it all season long, so they're they're going to be really tough. The Seacoast right now, the Seacoast teams, I think, are a combined 11-1 and one in high school ball. Okay. In boys basketball, Winnicott at Spalding and Portsmouth. Pretty good. Those are the, that's where the talent seems to lie right now mm. in Division One. So you look at the Seacoast. Now, a little uh, note, if you didn't see, uh, uh, according to Nick Cafaro of the Boston Globe, Butch Hobson, the former beloved manager of the Nashua Pride, he was immensely popular here in Nashua from uh, when he came, when he took the Pride job uh, for the 2000 season all the way until his final year when he won a championship in 2007, his second championship with the team. Butch Hobson managed in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, since he left Nashua. (laughs) So that's another... Ten, almost 10 years there. And uh, they had they hit on some hard times, cost-cutting times, so they had to, you know, 
look for a cheaper uh, option at manager and let him go after after this past year. Hobson is now going to manage a Class A team in the Arizona Diamondbacks organization. Ooh. So Hobson back hmm. in uh, affiliated baseball. He's got like 60-some-odd days to get his major league pension kicked in. All he needs is to be on a, a major league coaching staff. So maybe this is a, a, a yeah. stepping stone to do it. He Could left be. He left affiliated ball to come here. People forget Dan Duquette hired him back. Was it Dan Duquette? I think, it was, I think Duquette was still in charge. He was hired back by the Red Sox to be there. Uh, maybe it wasn't Duquette, but he was hired back by the Red Sox to be their, uh, their Sarasota manager uh, back in the late 90s. So, yeah, Duquette was still here. So he was back in the minor league system with the Red Sox and then left that to go take the pride job. Okay. So uh, people forget about that. But he's back uh, at the same level, Class A, in the Arizona Diamondbacks organization. Of course, they've got some former Red Sox people in the front office there, so there's that, there's that connection. So, but, but Hobson moved out. Of, he moved to go to uh, – his family moved out of Nashville to go to live in Bakersfield uh, years ago before he even left the pride. So What a decision. Uh, yeah, it's – the way it is, you know. Indeed. Better athletically for his kids. Yeah, that's true. You know, and Casey obviously was in the Blue Jays system for a while and uh, got released last year. Right. So, all right. So, there are your notes. There are your notes. I got a couple of notes. First and foremost, everyone's getting the freaking flu. The Manchester Veterans Affairs Medical Center restricted visits to its elderly and palliative care units on Thursday. State officials describing flu as widespread in New Hampshire. If you've got grandparents staying somewhere or, you know, uh-oh. an old man who lives on your street like Tom King, don't uh-oh. visit him. Not uh-oh. that anyone was worried about that happening. Uh, I don't like this. The VA said two residents of its 31-patient community living center displayed flu-like symptoms and later tested positive for influenza A. Outpatient services at the VA Medical Center in Manchester have not been affected yet. Meanwhile, state epidemiologist Benjamin Chan has determined that influenza activity was widespread in the state for the 51st and 52nd weeks of the year, according to the weekly influenza surveillance report, which I did not know was a thing. There's a influenza. Oh, they're, they're watching surveillance the report. They're surveilling yeah. it. All right. uh, New Hampshire was the only New England state with widespread flu as of December 24th. Outbreaks were only regional in Massachusetts and Connecticut and sporadic in the remaining New England states. So uh, be careful out there. And uh, the... Um, you know, I, you know what to do if you get the flu. Get well, flu shots. Well I, well, I mean, the flu shot now is, you know, will help you down the road, but it won't mm-hmm. help you next week. It takes right. a while. I had a flu shot back in October, so I should be okay. Sales of over-the-counter cold remedies rose by 400% for the week ending in December 24th, and school absenteeism is up 5.3% among reporting schools lately. So, Well, it's ho- you know, holiday season, a lot of people get sick. Right. Because everybody's intermingling and everything else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and... and uh, and now it's, you know, now you're into, into January, so it's not really that great. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, we moved to Manchester, where a burglar was arrested after stealing a flat-screen TV and a bottle of wine, uh, which he drank half of during one of two burglaries right. on Sunday. There you go. Sean Varney, who was a reported homeless guy, was charged with two counts of burglary, also falsifying physical evidence. He was charged with attempted burglary, police said. That's police what happened to my wine. To Nashua Street around 10.50 a.m. No, for a report of a window <laughs> smashing and a man walking around the residence. Police tracked the man down to East High Street and arrested him. 
Police also found the stolen TV in a stairwell at High Street. Police said they also learned that Varney had kicked in the door to the Nashua Street residence where he stole a bottle of wine from the fridge and drank half of it in the basement before heading over to Nashua Street. Varney also allegedly tried the front door and every window at 400 Hall Street while the homeowner watched from within while on the phone with 911. And finally, and uh, this this one's interesting, a woman in Tilton was arrested Friday morning after trying to steal an ambulance. Don't huh. see that too often. That's that's pretty good. Hey, Concord like, Deputy Police Chief Keith Mitchell said, Diane, what you want with one of those. Diane Lang, I loved her in Unfaithful, by the way, yep. uh, age 46, drove a stolen car to Concord prior to trying to take the Barnstead ambulance that was idling outside of Cumberland Farms. The car she was driving was reported stolen out of Tilton, according to Mitchell. Lang is expected to be arraigned Monday. Uh, today, in Merrimack County Superior Court, more charges are anticipated. So let's just let's just review here. She stole a car in Tilton. Drove to uh, Cumberland Farms, saw the ambulance idling outside the Cumberland Farms, and then tried to steal the ambulance. She had to, obviously had to go somewhere. You would think. Yeah. She had to go there in a hurry, because if you drive an ambulance, you can turn the siren on and just do and whatever just, you want. Just, you can get anywhere. A lot of benefits in stealing an ambulance. When was this? Now, what time is this? This was on Friday. On Friday. Uh, right, I don't before know the what, bad weather. I okay, don't know what time right. of day it was. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Now, when you hear about someone trying to break into an ambulance to steal an ambulance, it's usually someone trying to get the drugs out of the ambulance. But I think this lady was just really into stealing cars. Probably. I think she just wanted to steal another car. Maybe she'd been playing Grand Theft Auto that day and decided, you know what? I'm going to go steal a bunch of cars and drive them all around and see what happens. Could be. And if you tra- if you steal that ambulance or if you steal a police car, put on the sirens, they, they don't know right away. And, I mean, eventually they're going to find out and you're going to be in a lot of trouble. But for those first, I don't know, 45 minutes when you're just driving around with the siren on, got to be pretty fun. Oh, yeah. I would think. Have a blast. And then you go to jail for the rest of your life after that. (laughs) But those first 45, you got to decide if it's worth it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. You know? One of those things. Like, should I go to Miami and go on a boat with the Beebs and, you know, smoke blunts and turn down Adderall? Or should I go, you know, stay in New York, go to practice? Is it worth it? Odell Beckham Jr. is asking himself right well, now. Well, yeah. He didn't steal an ambulance while he was down there. I bet, I bet, I bet for them. Because if he did, he would have documented it. See, I bet for them. I, I bet still. See, they don't get it. I bet for them it's still probably worth it. They, just, they don't think it had an effect on their game. Probably they, not. And it, it probably really didn't, you know? I just, it's just a perception. Mm-hmm. And it was just a bad perception. That's all. Right. You know, I mean, and it was a distraction, and that was maybe the one thing you can say. But they didn't make it a distraction; the media made it a distraction. Well, they made it a distraction. By they put, made it public. They made it public. That right. makes and they see. That's why you tell your players don't do stuff like that because we don't want it to be a distraction. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this is you know they they did, and there's nothing you can do. That's why I say the veteran Victor Cruz right should have said he was, re- really shouldn't do it. Yeah, you know. I've been around a long time. I know how this goes. We shouldn't do that. The veteran see, Victor, Victor Cruz was just happy to be there. I well, think, yeah. see, Victor's got he was one, happy to get involved. Well, he had one foot out the door. Anyway, he's not coming back for, sure. to the Giants this year. So he he didn't care, you know. So that's that's part of the problem because you had two rookies go down there with Beckham. That's right. That's why I said the veteran should have stepped in, and he didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's you know, it's too bad. But I mean, look, that's. You see what Beckham did after the press conference? Yes. Yes. Smashed his head against the door and then punched a hole in the wall. Yes, I know. Don't you think he's got a, a little bit of a little problem? I think so. I think so, too. <laughs> Donald Trump announced today that Mexico will pay to fix the wall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's very good. I was working on that one all night. I bet, you know. I think it went pretty well. Right. I'd say I'd give it about an 8 and out of Trump 10. Trump is very upset. Now, you're going to get a tweet from him. He's very upset. You beat him to it. Mm-hmm. He's also very upset at Meryl Streep. He was up at 6 a.m. this morning yelling and 
ranting on. Well, Twitter there's a time when about he's about Meryl Streep. Well, see, that's the reason You're is the president, man. Who cares what they said at the Golden Globe Awards about you? Just be be the president, okay? No, he's the, the, the guy. They. This is so embarrassing. They have to coach him. This is so embarrassing. They can't. No one's going to coach know, him. But here's they can't tell him what to say. He's the president. I know, but you see why the why that tweet was at that time? At six thirty in the morning. Yeah. No. That's the, they they let him they give him Twitter until a certain time in the morning, and then they pull it away. <laughs> I think it's seven thirty is the cutoff. Oh, that's God. what his, that's what his handlers do. That's so funny. They take it away from him at, at that time. They should just take it away all the time. They, they should have, take it if away. If they have all the time. power to take it away at any time, they should take it away right, all the time. Exactly. Or they should just pull a Tom Brady and destroy the phone. <laughs> and tell him, sorry, we can't we can't get you a new one. Want some pajamas? New president. <laughs> Six o- pajamas instead. Exactly, yeah. Right. Uh, 603-883-9900 is your phone number. 883-9900. Quick break. We're back after this here on Christian and King. The Sports Blast. Saturday afternoons from 11 to 2. Right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Well, okay, Mr. <laughs> I don't want Chris Sale because I don't want to give up you on Mankata. Oh! That was before I saw Mankata in person and he struck out every single game of his career. Happy holidays. You didn't want to give up you on Mankata. I went back. You know, we're always saying we're going to pull the tape. We're going to pull the tape. I pulled the tape and both of you guys did not want to give up you Play on the Mankata. audio, Brian. We don't actually. We don't have it. Yeah. Oh, we did. <laughs> the Sports Blast. Saturday afternoons from 11 to 2. Right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Looking for a stylish place to call home? Then you need to check out the brand new apartment homes in Lowell at 24 Merrimack Street. The apartments at 24 Merrimack Street are located in historic downtown Lowell and offer unique apartment living within an historic 19th century building. Residents enjoy brand new interiors and unparalleled lifestyle amenities. Just moments from downtown Lowell's boutique shops, cafes, and entertainment. For more information, please visit 24MerrimackStreet.com. Again, that's 24MerrimackStreet.com. Are you going through a rough patch right now and could use some help from professionals? Are you unsure of how to proceed? 